0: Bridge Youth! Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, is country valid? Thank you, whoever said that over here. Man, this could cause civil war at Bridge Youth, man. Hey, before I introduce this uh, incredibly good-looking man to my right and your left, uh, I just want to first just say, hey, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us. Maybe you're brand new here, Maybe this is your first time here at our church. Maybe it's your first time ever coming to church at all. We just want to say welcome. We're so stoked you're here. Met a couple people, uh, new people right before service. And uh, met a couple people who, some students who've been off on vacation, traveling the world and they're back just kind of passing through. And so, man, just Bridge Youth, it's it's home for us. And we like welcoming our guests by saying we're here to build you up, not Yeah, we love you. We back you. Thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us. If you're in the room or watching online, you are family. Hey, we've been in this series entitled Life Lessons. Somebody say Life Lessons. lessons. This is a series all about the lessons we can learn from people's life, from their stories, from uh, here's the real Christian way to say it their testimony. Um, Scripture does say that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Like, what we overcome, it happens because of what Jesus did for us on the cross and the word of our testimony. That's our story. So we really hope to accomplish just a couple things through this series. One, we really hope that you would understand that you have a story, your story matters, so you should share it. Look at the person sitting next to you. Say, you have a story. Your story matters. So share it. Look at the other person sitting on the other side of you that you chose second. Say, that means you. Boom, 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 boom. Seriously, you guys, you really do have a story no matter what your story might be. We're in week three of this. We've got one more week after this, and you've heard every bit of every kind of story. Hey, who was here last week for, for Riley? And also Miss Alicia? Man, Miss Alicia got up, and she was like stomping on the stage. I was like, dang, girl, preach it. (laughs) I was like, I also came and encouraged the stage after. I was like, it's okay, buddy. You're going to make it. (laughs) It was awesome. And there's been every bit of every kind of story. So no matter what your story might be, God wants to use it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sitting to my right, your left, would you help me in welcoming the one and the only Carla? What's up, Carlos? How we doing? How we doing?
1: Uh, pr- pretty good.
0: Sick. Yeah. I like it, I like it. Carlos, we met for the first time at youth convention. Uh, because you were in my room at Youth Convention. Uh, yeah. we, if you've ever been to Youth Convention, we have four students and one leader, sometimes two leaders per room. And basically, you live together for three days, and it's a blast. And Carlos was in my room, and um, it was fun, dude. We had, we had quite the time. What was our room yeah. number? Do you guys remember? What was it? Honeybone. We were iconic. All I know is that we, were, we would do, like, a pose in the, in the in the hotel room mirror every morning, and then all the other rooms started, like, like copying the, not copying. That sounds bad. It was sick. Everybody else started like doing their version of it and posting it too. It was so sick. It was awesome. That was a, a, a weekend to remember. But that weekend talking with Carlos Abon's just over lunch and um, walking around the mall and hanging out in the room and during the services and everything, I kind of realized, man, this guy's got quite the story. Um, I shared with you, man, maybe go and think and pray about like Maybe you're called to ministry in some sort of way. And so I think when it comes to this series, after Grayson, you were probably the next person that I talked to about sharing your story and your testimony. Let's get to know you a little bit first, though. Uh, is country music valid?
1: <clears throat> um, I grew up with my sisters, so I'd say yeah.
0: <laughs> you like country? But, right.
1: but personally, no, I don't like it. No.
0: Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So personally, he don't like it. I'm with you, buddy. Okay, um, if you could, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh,
1: probably pasta, like pasta, fe- fe- fettuccine alfredo or something.
0: Any Italians in the house? Yeah. You. That's all I'm talking I don't about. Kool Aid. Wait, who? I can't tell who's that. Is that Jordan? Jordan, you're Italian? Yo, Riley, you're Italian? I don't know why I got so high-pitched when I asked that.
2: You Italian? You Italian?
0: It's like, pasta's bomb. Okay, uh, I know everyone's going to ask, what's your football team? <clears throat> Not the Raiders. <laughs> I didn't ask who's not your team. I asked who is your team. Y'all love hating my team more than you love loving your team. Anyways, okay, um, who's the team? All right. He's y'all,
1: y'all can't hate on me for it either.
0: I think we can.
1: Uh, no, because, I mean, just no. All right, Chargers. Ay,
0: Dios mio. All right, this is your one shot. You got a Chargers fan. It's usually a Raiders fan preaching. Chargers fans preaching tonight. Hey, Chargers fan, where y'all at? But where's y'all Super Bowls at? <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, um, do me a favor. We're about to dig into Carlos' story. Grab a, um, grab a notebook, grab your notes app, get ready to write some stuff down. Carlos' story, um, and the testimony he has, it's really about, it's about his uh, journey with God and faith. So I think it's something that for a lot of you, hear me, hear me. Some of y'all need to hear this. You need to hear it. So get ready to write some stuff down. So Carlos, question number one. What's the testimony and life lesson you want to share with us? <clears throat>
1: um, when I was like, Growing up in the, like, just, I guess saying I finally, like, woke up and seeing, like, everything going, uh, like, along in the world. Um, I remember that we didn't have too much, like, money mm-hmm. growing up. And, like, I would ask, like, could I get something? And it was mm-hmm. just no, because we needed to save money. Yeah. Um, but, like, I remember we'd still go to church sometimes uh, and, like, to be honest, I did not want to go. Like I, wow. I didn't feel like going. I didn't feel like. I, I knew that I believed in him, but I just didn't know anything. Like, yeah. I remember when they used to do, like drinking the wine and the bread. Yeah. Like I would just want to drink that's it. That's called communion. And,
0: and communion. Don't worry, we like, do we do grape juice here. Yeah, grape juice. Churches, we don't right. do wine. <laughs> um, you got some people like, dang, I want to go to church. Oh yeah, shoot. I'm in. A- <laughs>
1: Anyways, um, so I was like, I was like, oh, I want to do that. But like, I didn't know what the meaning of it was. And like, there's just little things like that. Like, I just, I wasn't close to God at all. I just didn't want to, you know, and like bad things are happening. Like my mom, um, she was in the hospital and my dad lost his business. Uh, Just nothing was working out at the time. Mm. And all I remember was my parents used to say, just, just pray. Just pray and, like, Those everything will go wrong, you know? Or everything will go right, okay? <laughs> so everything will go right. And then yeah. um, I was like, I was like, I just have to trust it, you know? So Yeah.
0: Those are some good parents, man. Those yeah. are really good parents. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. yeah. You had a verse you wanted to share with us.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Matthew 7, 7, uh, slash 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, uh, knock and the door will be open to you for every who asks, for everyone who asks, receives the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Great.
0: So for you, what's, if you had to, in one sentence, give us your life lesson, what is your life lesson? What is it that you want us to learn from your story?
1: Um, no matter how you grew up, uh, God has a plan for you. You just have to seek it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Okay, so that verse to me shows like if you've not found God, and, and one of the things that Carlos and I talked about a bunch was, uh, was um, how he had a moment of finding God, but it was because he sought after God, right? And this idea of like if you seek, you will, found, you will find. Matthew 7, 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find you will find. So some of you who are in here and you're like, you know, I've not yet, I've not yet like had my moment with God. I've not yet found God. Well, I would say, have you really sought after him with your whole heart? Because God clearly says here, if you seek, you will find. So then um, let me, let me ask you this, uh, Carlos, what are some of the ways that you have sought after god like how do you seek god uh
1: going to church uh connecting with others of like their stories or like how they connected with him
0: yeah
1: um praying and uh the bible reading the bible
0: yeah talk a little bit about youth convention and how youth convention was a big moment of you seeking after god like you know if you didn't you didn't even want to go to church before like how'd you end up going to a conference convention where you Ended up in the youth pastor's room.
1: (laughs) Um, So I remember seeing it the first time, like, oh, youth convention, like, sign up and all that. And then I was like, I was like, all right, I'll go. But like, I wanted to go with like my friends, you
3: know?
1: Yeah. So uh, Taylor, my friend right there, he was like, I'll go, but like, I don't have the money. So my parents paid for him. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'll just like show up, you know? Yeah. To be honest, that day when we were leaving, I did not want to go either, but then it, it all worked out towards like the end, yeah.
0: Yeah. Man, that just goes to show you, here's, here's one of the things that I, I encourage people in in their faith where they're like, you know what, like I'm kind of struggling in my faith or, or I don't know if I really believe in God or whatever. One of the things that I'll tell people is put yourself in as many faith environments as possible, meaning like go to church. Go on Sundays. If, I'm, if I were you, I'd say, come on Sunday morning, go to the 9.30 service in the, in the big church. Then come to 11.30 and get in a connect group. And then come on Wednesday nights to youth group. And then when youth convention comes around, go to youth convention. And then when summer camp comes around, go to summer camp. Because I'll tell you this, the students who are involved on those levels where it's like weekly plus events, when by the time they get to their senior year in high school and they're graduating, those are the students we're not even worried about. We're like, your faith is strong. It's in a solid place. Because here's the thing. Whatever, Whatever it is you feed the most will be the strongest. Whatever you seek the most is what you'll find the most. So we really think that, like, we could, I don't know, go to church once every six, seven, eight weeks, and then we're, then, and then we're, then you go, Pastor Corey, can we sit down and talk? I'm struggling in my faith, and we sit down, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just, I feel like my faith is so fragile, and it's so like, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on by a thread, and I don't even know if I believe in God anymore. I feel so distant, and, and my relationship with him, and my faith feels so weak, and I'm like, tell me about, tell me about how you're, you're walking out your faith right now. Well, I go to church once every, you know, 10 weeks, and oh, when's the last time you read your Bible? My what? Your Bible. What's that? And I'm like, oh, so you know, it's at home just on the shelf collecting dust, or when it was time to make some room on the iPhone and you're deleting apps, the Bible app was the first to go, huh? Like, well, tell me about your friends and who you're hanging out with. Any of them Christian? You got any mentors? You got any leaders? And Carlos, over the past, I feel like I feel like after convention, you were like, I'ma go all in and hold nothing back, you know? And and not just in in serving, but in Um, leading friends and and making Christian friends and getting in church and the conversations we've had and mentorship and pursuing after God and being in church and worshiping God. And there's always a balance of other stuff. You know, there's like sports and family stuff and everything, and no one's saying to be religious about that stuff, but it's like, how much are you seeking after God? Are you seeking after everything else first or are you seeking? So let, let me ask you this. This is a question we didn't prepare for. Um, since convention to now, like, what's, what's, different about, how do you, what's different about your faith? How do you feel in your faith now that you've been seeking God so much more? Because you said before, like, I didn't even want to go to church before. And now seeking God with everything, what's your faith like now?
1: Uh, after convention, yeah. I saw the people who I was surrounded by. Like, uh-huh. like all, like, just different people. They were just good friends. They were just genuinely there for me. Um, My faith now from the past is just like presence with him and him only. Like sometimes like when I close my eyes, it's like nobody else is in the room when I'm praising. And sometimes it's like I used to do this, but when I'd see other people raise their hands, I'd be like, look how funny they look and stuff (laughs) like that. And then now I just do it when, like, a song that, like, means so much. It's like your hands go up and you don't care what anybody
0: thinks about you. Yeah, hey, that's so good. Like, someone say amen to that. Real, I want, I want you guys to catch something here. I want you guys to catch kind of what, what was a bit unplanned in this moment, an organic moment. Said before in moments of worship what he would do is kind of, it, his perspective was outward. He's thinking, oh, you know, raising their hands. Look how funny they look. Don't, won't, won't I look funny too if I lift my hands? Post-convention, seeking after God gave him the liberation of other people's opinion. They said, I don't care what people think. I'm going to raise Before I even know it, my eyes are closed and I'm lifting my hands. I'm just worshiping God. Are you somebody who's overly, this? I love that you said this, Carlos, because this was in no way, shape, or form a part of the life lesson that we were going to go towards. But I think like the Holy Spirit's taking the conversation somewhere. Are you somebody who's just like, you're overly concerned with people's opinion about you? Are you somebody who's living a life where you feel trapped by the thoughts and opinions of other people? Are you someone that every single decision you make, even down to your personality, is based on whether or not people will think you're quote-unquote cool? Well, you want freedom from that? You want to be liberated from that? You want to stop being consumed with what people think about you? Carlos just told you. It all comes down to seeking God. And when you do, all those things will start fading away. Because, you know, you're validated by your Father. You know, I love how Pritham prayed, God, that we would become powerful men and women of God. When I know that I stand before God as a man of God, I love you guys. I love you, Bridge Youth. But then when I get on this platform, it's not to make you laugh or get you to like me. It's to speak God's word because that's ultimately the most loving thing I could do for you. That's so good, Carlos. I love that. Before we jump into our last question, uh, question you, look, you look like you want to add something to that.
1: Yeah, um, I remember the first time I came to youth, it yeah. was because people told me to, Yeah. and like, it was just friends stacking on friends. Like, of course, you come because you know, like, you know it's about church and stuff, Yeah. but another reason is because, like, all your friends are here, right? You, you like hanging out with your friends, and it was just like, you being embarrassed to do something for God huh. is genuinely just being embarrassed of yeah. God, that wow. you follow him and that you you praise him. There should be no embarrassment about yeah. praising him and yeah, yeah, yeah. worshiping him. Like, <laughs> he did so much for us, for you to be embarrassed because a friend that is, doing all these bad things at school. You no. want them to think like, oh, oh you're so oh. cool for just like not lifting your hands. Like, oh, you're gonna be, you're like in our group, right? Yeah. No, you have, a, it's a relationship that, and once you start it, it just keeps going and going and going and it doesn't end until you're gone. And so that relationship sticks with you forever. Yeah. And some friends don't, so. Yeah. Woo!
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, was that last, what was that last statement that you just said? Y'all hear this, hear this. What was that last statement you just said?
1: God, you're in God's relationship stays forever and some friends don't.
0: Yeah. Hey, where's, where's all the, let's say, uh, where's the sophomores in high school? Sophomores in high school, where you at? Cool. Um, how many of y'all have some friends in like 7th, 8th grade that they got to high school and all of a sudden like they were strangers? <laughs> like, man, there's some friendships that are going to blow away like a fart in the wind. But what does God say? God says, I'm faithful. I stick closer than a brother. Like, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Carlos is talking about being overly concerned about people's opinions that might not even be a friend in a year or two. They might not be in your life in a month. But God will be there for all of eternity. Don't you think that that should be our priority? Don't you think that relationship should come first above all else? And when you're embarrassed to worship God, when you're embarrassed to 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 uh, share His good news, when you're embarrassed, and we're not talking about being weirdos, okay? Like nobody's saying like, all right, well then you're embarrassed of God if you don't go to school, get on the benches. Uh, at lunch, and sing that, um, what's this, Jesus Freak song, something about it being a Jesus Freak? If you don't do that, then you're embarrassed of God. No, like, if you do that, you're just a weirdo, okay? Don't be a weird Christian. There's enough weird Christians out there. We don't need any more of them, okay? <laughs> and thank you, Carlos, for not being a weird Christian. <laughs> uh, but like, man, there's moments where you know for a fact what God is doing is He's laying an opportunity in front of you. We've all had this, right? Like someone's like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like life's just been tough and I don't know what to do. And God is like throwing you an alley-oop. It's like, come on, dude, dunk it. And you're just like, that sucks, man. You know, and like walk away like, uh, best of luck, you know, instead of like, hey, can I pray for you? Like, I don't even really have any advice for you. I don't know. Like, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm in the same boat, but can I just pray for you? Opportunities will come your way. And this, man, the Holy Spirit's speaking right now. Opportunities will come your way. Don't make excuses on why you can't do it. Carlos just told me today, he was, he was about ready to go to, to urgent care yesterday because he was so sick. You could probably hear it in his voice. Tonight when he got here, he was like, Corey, I don't know how I'm going to talk. <laughs> and I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray over your voice right now, and God's going to strengthen you to do the ministry that he's called and equipped you to do. So don't trip, chocolate chip. He's got you. We prayed, and then he, five minutes later, he was like, it's weird, like right after we started praying, I, I, I might not sound better, but my voice feels better, and we're going to get this. Carlos could have made every single excuse of why not to come and be used by God tonight, yet here he is. Don't make excuses when God puts opportunity in front of you. All right, as we close, Carlos, what would you want to leave us
1: with? To don't run away for the options he has to. Uh, seek it, seek into it. Yeah. Seek first into God's word and what he has for you.
0: That's great, yeah. You got a verse you want to share right here as well?
1: Uh, yeah, Matthew uh, six thirty three. But seek first in uh, his kingdom and his righteousness. He, he will give you everything you need.
0: That's so good. Guys, we can seek so many things. Seek God first and foremost. Learn a life lesson from how old are you, Carlos? How old are you? Uh, um, 14. <laughs> <laughs> He's reading that. 14. Learn, learn this life lesson from a 14-year-old. Don't seek. It doesn't say seek also. It doesn't say Seek on the side, it says seek first, seek foremost, seek primarily, above all else, seek God. And everything else begins to fall into place. How many of you tonight, this isn't, don't raise your hand, this is a rhetorical question for you to answer in your own heart. How many of you tonight, you've been seeking other things before God? How many of you tonight, you've not really sought after God? Maybe you come to Bridge Youth. This is why I said some of you need to hear this, because some of you come to Bridge Youth week in and week out. Some of y'all come to Bridge Youth because there's cute girls or cute boys. Some of y'all come to Bridge Youth because there's a skate park. Some of you guys come to Bridge Youth because you like the vibes. Some of you come to Bridge Youth because your friends come. I'll tell you tonight... If you've just come for those things, you've not sought after God. And so if week after week, you're like, yeah, everyone else is feeling it. I'm not feeling it. What if instead, tonight, you pushed aside all those things you learned from my brother Carlos, and tonight would be the first night that you say, God, I might have come here for other reasons. I went to a Christian club because there was free pizza. But by the end of that lunch, my belly was full of pizza and my soul was full of the Holy Spirit, (laughs) stupid, (laughs) don't clap at that, that's so corny, (laughs) it's just what was going on up in my head, but like seriously, I went for the wrong reasons, and yet towards the end, I had a, a genuine moment of seeking God, maybe tonight you could have the same one, and Carlos, I think there would be no better way to end off than for you to pray for every single heart in the room, that we would truly seek after God with everything in us,
1: Uh, Jesus, I pray for those who are in need of your love and presence and show them direction into your arms. Show them the love you have for them and let them know that they may have to seek for you, but that you're always there for them. And let them know that they don't have to deny every option and every hand you give out to them to seek into it, to like love you and what you have in store for them in the future, God. It's just all, it's all good, God. Nothing's bad about it following you and your relationship between all these others. And um, in Jesus, we pray, amen.
0: Thank you. Join me in thanking Carlos for sharing his life lesson tonight. <laughs> Carlos, take some vitamins, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Good job, dude. The fit goes crazy, too. Good job, Carlos. Proud of you, man. Hey, tonight, in just a few moments, we're going to have an opportunity to, to worship. We're going to have an opportunity to go to our prayer stations. You're going to have an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. I would encourage you tonight, following Carlos' footsteps, seek after God. Because I promise you this, Matthew 6.33, it says, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all God will give you all that you need. It's like when you put him first and foremost in your life, everything else will fall into place. Amen? Amen. Hey, um, bring up uh, somebody who who really has you know, not only been like a great friend of mine, but has truly become um, like a brother and family to me, despite the fact that he's a Broncos fan. Um, He's become one of, uh, honestly, he's become one of my best friends, and he's become, uh, he's one of the people I spend, I spend sometimes more time with this guy than I do my own life, and love this dude so much. He's meant so much to me, especially in the last year of life, and so would you guys uh, join me in welcoming the one and only Eric Qualls. Avander is not gonna up your allowance, man. So you can sit back down. Many of you would know Eric because uh, he leads our Wednesday night security team uh, for obvious reasons. When you are starting to decide who's gonna head up your security team, you wanna find the most intimidating person uh, possible. And uh, Eric would be that, like, like at first glance, because you're like, this dude's a Viking that will murder me if I get out of line. But then when you get to know Eric, he is one of the funniest, one of the most genuine, and one of the most loving people that you could ever know. I would say this of Eric, like Eric doesn't have any friends, he has family. Because if you're a friend to Eric Qualls, you're like family. Um, Let's get to know Eric a little bit. Eric, is country valid?
4: 100%.
0: Eric might be the biggest country fan that I know. Let me tell y'all a story real
4: quick. <clears throat> we went to dinner with Corey and Amber. <laughs> yeah. it's a couple months ago, and we we're driving up the street, and a country song comes on, and Amber knew every word to that song. And then another song came on right after, and Corey knew every word to that song. So all this hate, yeah, it's fake. <laughs>
0: It That's was right. probably like I got friends in low places, and we'll just stop right Look, there because. Look, he knows the next it. See? Yeah. <laughs> or barbecue stand on a white T-shirt. She was. Don't even sing the next part. No miniskirts allowed mini in church. <laughs> hey, um, okay, Eric. Uh, I've already said it, but go ahead. Rep your football team. Who is it? D Bronx baby for life. Let's go. <laughs> Well, it's hilarious. My older brother is a Broncos fan as well, so I've been, I've been going at it with Broncos fans for my whole life. Um, all right, Eric, you're rocking, the, you're rocking the clean Air Force Ones. If you could I only would... wear one sneaker for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh. You can have any colorway in that sneaker, but one sneaker for the rest of your life. Gosh. Got to be Jordan 4s. Jordan 4s. Good yeah. choice. I think I got to go Jordan 1s. Yeah. Jordan 1s. I like Jordan 1s. The 4s were
4: the, yeah. They had all the most, the style, the colors. Yeah. yeah. The three-quarter
0: top. Jordan 4s might have been the first, like, actual decent basketball shoe great. from Jordan. Yeah. Now, they're not a great basketball shoe no. by any stretch of the imagination, but thus, like, 1, 2, and 3 are all awful basketball shoes. 1s are better skate shoes than they are yeah. basketball shoes. Seriously. But, yeah. Hey, um... Eric's getting ready to start sharing uh, his story, his, te- his testimony. I want to encourage you guys on a couple things. Number one, lean in. Number two, um, get ready to take some notes and write some things down because there's two groups of people in the room. There's one group that you're going to completely relate and understand Eric and his story and what he's walked through. And there will be so much encouragement and faith imparted to you through his story tonight because you've walked through stuff like how he has. But the second group are people who um, tragedy and legitimate hardship has not hit you yet. Um, the key word there is yet, because life will happen at some point. Aren't you so glad you came to church tonight to be so encouraged? They're like, bring, Car- bring the Carlos kid back up, man. Like, we're getting bummed. No, the truth of the matter is, Jesus never promised that life as a Christian would be easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. In fact, he said, when you face persecution and trials of many kind, when, not if, we're all going to go through stuff, and life is hard. But Eric's got some stories about how God has also been faithful through it all. So, Eric, what's the testimony and life lesson you want to share with us?
4: Uh, all right. We're going to get deep here, but I'll try to go fast. Um I don't know if most of you have ever met my brother, Reggie. Um, He used to come to church here all the time. Um, He's like rolling around. He's in a wheelchair, electric wheelchair. He likes rolling around talking to people. Well, um, gosh, 28 years ago, my senior year in high school, it was March. And um, I'm sitting in my English class, probably messing around because I was not a good student. And um, I just remember the principal coming in and grabbing me saying there's been an emergency. And... uh, Gosh, I'm going to try not to get emotional. Um, Take me to the front office, uh, get out to the car. My mom, my older sister, um, and my little sister is waiting for me in the car, and their faces are just blank. Um, Not even crying, not even anything, just blank. Got in the car, and my sister was driving to the hospital. Um, We grew up in Torrance, California, and uh, we had to go over to, um, gosh, where was it? In, like, South Central L.A., Um, and... um, My sister was blowing every red light. I mean, it was crazy. It was like running from the cops fast, like (laughs) just going and going and going. And so we get to the hospital and my dad comes and he's just in tears. Um, My brother had been crushed by a tractor. The arm, the big digger on an arm had crushed him against the big stabilizer legs. They were up and there's these huge metal plates that hold a tractor up. And my brother was crushed in between it his third day on the job. He was a graduate from Cal State Northridge with a graphics design engineering degree. They're kind of hazing the new hires and uh, had him in the field learning the equipment. And uh, a tractor malfunctioned and crushed him. Um, And his aorta was 98% transected, meaning it was just ripped open completely, 98% open. If you get a needle, the smallest needle you can find, and you prick your aorta, you bleed out in five minutes. His was 98% gone. and He was there for about 15 to 20 minutes, they, um, they think, um, compressed in this tractor. But that's what saved his life. Wow. And it's hard to think that that would be a blessing. But in itself, the pressure of the tractor stopped him from bleeding out. And he became paralyzed from his T2, T3 vertebrae, which is about here all the way down. His entire left chest, shoulder, biceps all in a ball over here. His whole face was pushed back over here. I saw him a couple days later, and uh, I did, couldn't even recognize him. Um, they took him to this hospital, and <laughs> second blessing, the, um, they thought he was dead. They had the sheet over him. When my dad found him, they pulled it back, found he was breathing, and there just happened to be this huge worldwide surgical conference at downtown L.A., And they literally flew in 10 of the best surgeons in the world to work on my brother that day.
0: Wow. They just happened to be in L.A. Just happened to be
4: in L.A. at that moment. And um, for 40 hours, there was 10 different surgeons at one time or another had their hands inside my brother's body trying to save him. I mean, he was just completely opened up. I mean, there's a thousand different ways he should have died on the table that day. Um, So he... He survived, he's paralyzed, here down, left side of his arm, uh, upper body, his face, which, you know, they put a bunch of stuff in to, to help it seem normal, um, whatnot. Um, his ear was severed, you know, so he can't hear this ear, I mean, completely separated. Um, he uh, was in the hospital for about four or five months. They moved him out of the initial hospital because he wasn't getting the care he needed. They, they moved him into another hospital. He came back, Um, they had him, and they wanted to put him in a halfway house in Inglewood. We said no, they put him up at the residence end um, because he was on the job. So they're paying, workman's comp is paying for all this. And um, nurses were showing up and not showing up or, you know, and it just became, it was a really hard case. So he wasn't receiving the care. So I actually quit school. I was going to business hotel restaurant management and then I wanted to go to culinary arts school, quit that went back to school to do like some kinesiology and nursing. And I started taking care of him. And no joke, 25 years later, um, that's what I've done for the last 25 years is I've taken care of my brother um, as a nurse, Um, all of his medical care, everything he's done. um, And it's crazy because even the blessings from that, we always joked that my, that God gave my older brother a big little brother to be able to take care of him through all of all that, you know. Yeah. Um, other blessings, uh, you know, for 25 years I've taken care of him, but every single day since that moment that I made that choice to take care of my brother, God has blessed me every single day. Wow. Aaron, um, she was my girlfriend in high school. She uh, She was pre-vet and she got accepted to some colleges out of state. She didn't go. She stayed back with me. And uh, I knew she was the one, right? Um, married her. Um, you know, God's blessed us with a beautiful house, uh, nice cars. You know, we have always had nice cars. Uh, a boat, Havasu, trailers, two pretty awesome kids, Evander, M.Z. Um, and so every single day of my life since that tragedy, my, you know, God has blessed me yeah. um, in and out
0: so through cool. everything. Yeah. And it's cool that you, you know, first off, like how crazy of a story, right? And, and I know this wasn't even in the notes, but um, not only has Eric become a great friend of mine, but his brother Reggie's become a great friend of mine as well. We talk about anime a lot. He loves anime, and Eric don't mess with anime, so we'll just talk anime Cartoons. all the time, man. He loves it. <laughs> hey, hey, he loves it. And so Reggie's also... No, uh, and I don't know if it's just something in the Quall's DNA or something, but... Um, I'm gonna try to not get emotional. Um, I never heard Reggie complain about anything once. Nope. Never does. The dude never complains. Um, uh, time spent with Reggie is typically in his room at his bedside because, uh, other than when he can get, other than when Eric gets him out of bed and into his wheelchair, he's essentially uh, bedridden and he only has operation of pretty much his right hand and. The right side of his face he's he's deaf and so um he actually reads lips incredibly He doesn't even really wear um he doesn't wear hearing aids he can read your lips so all the conversation amber amber will be she didn't realize she's yelling yelling to him from the living room one time and she's like reggie's not responding I'm like amber reggie's deaf <laughs> she's like what It's like reggie's deaf she's like we don't speak sign language to the guy. How does he, how does he hear us? He's not, i never see him wearing hearing aids and he has hearing aids. He'll wear it now and again. It's like, how does he, how does he talk to us? And I was like, he reads lips. I was like, you got to face him, look at him. If you're not looking at him, you don't know what you're saying. But Reggie's, he never complains about anything ever. And, and not long ago when he went into an operation that I know you're going to share a little bit about in a bit, he had gone in for an operation and on the way they stopped here at the church. They said, before we go, can you guys pray for us? And Pastor Gary started to pray for him. And I opened my eyes. I was, I was cheating. <laughs> if you open your eyes during, during prayer, it's like, it's like cheating on a math test, you know? I opened my eyes during prayer um, to see Reggie with his one operational hand lifted. Man, how amazing is that? That Eric, in the midst of all of this, that he could just run from God and complain, he goes, Every day since that tragedy, I chose to take care of my brother. I've seen blessing after blessing. Continue, Eric.
4: Well, I mean, it, but this wasn't even here either, right? But talking about Reggie um, and church and he loves it. He loves life. Yeah. Evander played flag football for 10 seasons. He never missed a single game. Cool. Evander played football uh, last year and didn't get to start or play in any games. He never missed a game. Yeah. It wasn't until this past year, Um, he had to have some more surgeries, um, from sitting too long in the bed, um, where he had to have two surgeries. Uh, one was right here at Rancho Springs. That one was over San Bernardino. Um, if you want to talk to me afterwards, it was was gruesome, gruesome. And he's healed. He's almost healed. One of his wounds is completely closed as of last week. The other one is within days or weeks of closing and he's never lost the faith, um, (laughs) He watches service, he's watching right now. Yeah.
0: What up, Reggie? We love you, dude. Hey, um, if you guys ever see Reggie here at church on a Sunday, go up to him, say hello, shake his hand, let him know that his story has inspired you.
4: Um, I used to take from that is whatever the devil meant for evil, God has yeah. used and brought up so much good out of it. Yeah. With my amen. brother at that. So great. But that's, that's not the end of it. Um, everything was great until July of 2015. My sister Pam um, was a teacher over here at Chaparral. She taught for 20-some odd years um, over in North Torrance, came out to Paris, then Rancho Vista, which was the secondary school out here. And then um, she went to Chaparral for the last several years. Um, she was having a procedure done on her heart. To, it was, I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, but it's to help her heartbeat more regularly. She was, it was something done all the time. A couple of my neighbors, a bunch of my friends have had it done. Well, it didn't go right. And we we're on our way home from Havasu and they called us. She was in the hospital. And she was just talking to us just like this, saying she wasn't feeling good. They couldn't find anything wrong. Next day, she's writhing in pain. Third day, they finally find what's called a fistula in her esophagus. Air was leaking this entire time. And by the fourth day, she had a stroke. And then that night, um, we had to make the choice to pull the plug on my sister. And (laughs) it's funny. It's hard to find faith when things like this keep happening. But... That night and all the nights she was in the hospital, over 150 of her students from all the way back from Torrance had drove out, the ones from Chaparral, the ones from Paris were out here and you're hearing stories. And then we had two or three funerals. We had one here, we had a memorial at Chaparral and then another one. And <clears throat> students had come out. She liked the bad students. She liked Paris. She liked Rancho Vista. Um, reminded her of her brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> she was my teacher actually, that's funny. <laughs> I uh, took English two honors, um, and uh, she was my teacher. She came in my teacher. Something happened, so she ended up being my, well, she was um, getting her uh, her teaching credential. She had a teacher, so she subbed that entire year for me. It was <laughs> great. Um, I got an A in English two honors. Just put it that way. Um, anyways but yeah she liked the rough students she liked them uh, when you went to her classroom at lunch she had 20 to 50 kids in her class yeah. it was always open doors she had kids living with her after they graduated she was just a, she had the biggest heart wow. the biggest she was the glue honestly that kept my family together Christmases you know thank you all the stuff like we'd all want to do different things that so she kept us together um but afterwards finding out her students would come up one at a time talking about what they were going through. They were in gangs, different things like that. I mean, the worst of the worst yeah. doctors, lawyers, teachers, wow. lot of teachers came out of her, um, her tenure as a teacher. Um, and just hearing those things, I don't know if we ever would have heard it yeah. hadn't, if she hadn't passed, you know, yeah. um, maybe at a retirement thing years from now, but hearing hundreds of, of hundreds, and even still to this day, kids who recognize me from all the pictures she always had up on the wall of us, saying, you have no idea what a blessing your sister was to me, um, and who she was to me. Um, That's so, awesome, so. That's awesome. and I guess we kind of already touched on Reggie and his accident. Um, <laughs> but wait, there's more, it literally says it right here.
0: It's like a horrible infomercial. right? <laughs> Wait, there's more. God, I'm oh, sorry, guys. I don't
4: want you to get depressed. It's all good, I promise. God has been so good. Um, it's funny, not funny, but the day after Corey asked me to come up here and talk about all this tragedy was my dad's 80th birthday. And he woke up and he couldn't see, completely blind, on his birthday. Um, he'd had problems, cataracts uh, in one eye, glaucoma in the other. Um, he had a stroke several years ago, and then just boom, couldn't see. We've taken him to every doctor, the retina specialist. We've taken him. He's had uh, um, MRIs done of his brain, CAT scans. I mean, everything you could think of. My sister was just down in La Jolla with them and they can't find anything wrong. Literally nothing wrong with anything in him. Um, and it's funny because we're going through this right now. So he's talking about having faith. And let me tell you guys, I'm not telling you I was perfect through all this. Yeah. There is times when I question God mm. daily why? Why'd you do this to Reggie? Because he was a runner, he was an athlete, used to swim peer to peer. He
0: was a lifeguard. He's a
4: lifeguard. He's the reason I became a lifeguard. He's the reason I got into weightlifting. My brother was kind of like my dad. My dad is a preacher and worked full time. My brother gave me the birds and the bees story, you know, Uh, all the other stuff I won't go into detail about. That was my brother. (laughs) Um, and so God, why would you do this to him? Like why? Um, but then the blessings that, like I said, have come out with the people he's touched, um, it's just, it, it, it's numerous. I can't even tell you all the stories. Yeah. Um, the stories for my sister. And now this, you know, and I'm looking at my dad. He's 80 years old, my mom's gonna be 80. And there's days where he cries. And then there's days where he just, he comes and he always, he loves, loves Evander. Like he has, of all his grandkids, he, I mean, is his favorite. All the other grandkids could be there, but if Evander's not there, he will ask each and every one of them how Evander's doing. It's actually pretty sad, but it's it's really cool. So, but he's there and he talks about his faith and about this and all the good stuff that's ever happened to him. Um, but the one thing my sister called, she sent me a video. My mom and dad were sitting in their bedroom on a bench. My dad can't see. And they're singing old hymnals, songs of faith. And he just, and I don't remember the song was, I really wish I remember because it literally was kind of about what we're gonna sing tonight about his faith and about believing in God and his power and whether God's gonna heal him or not, that he's gonna follow him the rest of his days. And that's the faith my dad has at 80 years old, not being able to see or take care of himself hardly anymore. The faith my brother has in a wheelchair, in a bed, that he can't get up anymore. And yet we sit here having hard times and we question our faith, you know, when times get hard. I mean, it's easy when things are good. It's easy when your team's good, you know. I mean, can you imagine... You know, having a team who hasn't won the Super Bowl since January of 1984.
0: Hey, 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 cut it out. We still
4: got faith though. Can you imagine having a team that's never won a Super Bowl? And yet, we believe in that though. Why do we believe in that so much when we can't believe in the God who has Come on, the almighty Eric. power? So the God of the King of Kings, the one who brought us all here, the one who's healed my brother over and time and time again, you know? Why can't we have that faith all the time, you so know? Good. And I feel bad. God, I called you yesterday, man, when he was sick. You said it was almost the same time. I got hit with a, an anxiety attack. I've never had an anxiety attack. Like, I couldn't breathe. I really was, like, worried about dying, you know? And, that, God, and he told me, he said, hey, that's the devil. When something good is about to happen, that's when the devil strikes. Yep. And you know what that, I got into prayer, I got into our notes, I got into our words, I got into our scriptures. We're talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three brothers that were getting thrown in a fiery furnace just because they wouldn't bow to the, the idols that yeah. the king wanted them to bow to. Right. Because they wanted to pray, they were going to be thrown into a furnace that's hotter than anything you can even imagine. And yet they said, no, uh, I won't. And guess what happened? They threw him in that furnace. I'm not going to read the scripture. They yeah. threw him in that furnace, and they looked in that furnace, and they saw four. Yeah. You know who that fourth was? Yeah. That was God. Yeah. He is always, always with us. Yeah. No matter what happens at school, no matter what happens with your friends, I love that you said what you said, bro, because that's everything. Yeah. I was a Christian my whole life. My dad is a pastor. And I was embarrassed, bro. I was embarrassed. I don't know if you guys come on Sundays and you see me worshiping. I used to make fun of people like me. I, I would I mean, just a few years ago, there was two thoughts in my head. Look at that idiot raising their hands, dancing around like a fool. And then the other thought was, I was jealous of them that they could yeah. release their spirit and just openly worship God. Yeah. You know what I mean? With all their heart, all their minds, and that's who we have to be. When you guys are coming up here doing this mosh pit, dancing around, I get emotional. It's funny. I've watched a bunch of times as security. Um, But I take that opportunity because I watch. It's everything that you guys do that. Because that's worship. The the Bible says if we don't worship, the rocks are going to worship. The rocks will cry out. And who are we to let rocks cry out instead of us with our voices, with everything God's done for us.
0: Come on. Right? Sorry. if If you had to in one sentence tell us of all that, what you've walked through, what you've dealt with, in one sentence, what would your life lesson be? Even when times are bad, God is still good. Amen. Good. There's, there's no so other good. way to say it. So good. I, I, I just want to say something because I feel like it's just on my heart. Cause Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Reggie, you, your dad, who's like, yeah, my eyes, my eyes don't work, but my voice still works. Yeah. So I'm going to praise Carlos is like, my voice doesn't work very loud, but I can still talk, so I'm going to be here, I'm going to serve God. Reggie, who's, I still got one arm, don't I? So I'll lift that one. See, some of y'all don't realize that, I, I was telling Carlos, when I first got, it feels like, it, you know, the enemy still attacks us for sure. If you're going to do ministry, if you're going to serve God, the enemy's going to attack. just seems like he's not, he doesn't quite attack us as much as he did when we were 19 and 20 first getting into ministry, because some of y'all don't realize that, that the devil doesn't know the future, and some of you who are just starting to seek God, seek his plan, just starting to, God, use my life, what the devil's going to do is he's going to attack you to figure out, will it work? Okay, Carlos, you're going you're to preach the gospel? You're going to share your testimony? Cool. I'm going to strike you with a sickness where you can barely talk. And Carlos's like, so? I'm still going to go share. I'm still going to preach. You know what, the, what happens? The devil ends up being like, dang, ain't working doesn't work on them. It's not going to work. I guess I'll just leave this one alone and go focus on somebody else. Some of y'all got to get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faith. Some of y'all got to get some Carlos faith. Some of y'all got to get some Reggie faith. Some of y'all got to get some some Qualls faith, where it's like, all right, if I can't, dude, if I can't run, then I'll walk. If I can't walk, then I'll crawl. If I can't crawl, I don't know. I'll just start like rolling over. If I can't do that, Then I'll call on my brothers and my sisters to, you got to know, like, I will be on this stage preaching until the day that I die. And it will take all hell moving against me to stop me. Some of y'all, we said this last week, but some of y'all show up to a nuclear war with a squirt gun thinking that you're going to make a dent. In a world full of nothing but a bunch of freaking victims. You all got to step up and realize there ain't no sissies in the kingdom of God. A.W. Tozer said, it's unlikely that God could use a person greatly until he's first hurt him deeply. Name one person in all of scripture that didn't go through hell and back for being used. This is why I think you've been used in such incredible ways, Eric. Hey, as the band heads up, um, how have you not lost hope? I mean, you just shared with us three back-to-back things that have happened in your life and some recent, some you've walked through for a long time. How have you not just lost hope and walked away from God altogether? Just
4: complete faith in what he has for us for the future.
3: Yeah.
4: Knowing that, I mean, looking at Reggie and his faith, looking at my dad's, looking at my sister's family, you know, the faith that he's given us, um, knowing you know, that he's gonna give us the strength to get through every stage, every day, you know.
0: You um, had a verse you wanted to share. One of my favorite,
4: yeah, and this is kind of been a thing. I mean, I've been meaning to get this tattooed on me, but one of these days I will. Isaiah forty-one ten says, "Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand." And that's everything, you know. Knowing that God's always there. Um, We talk about real faith is even if faith. Even if this is going to happen, that's when your faith comes in. Even if things aren't going to be good today, that's when faith happens. Even if I'm not going to pass this test. Even if that girl isn't going to say yes for the dance. Even if my team's not going to win. Even if I'm going to get sick. Even if my dad can't see, my brother can't walk, my sister's dead. Even if. I'm still going to have faith that God has control of my life and everyone's life and that he's going to bring us forward through this.
0: That's so good, man. Amen. 14 years ago, I how long you and Aaron been married? Uh, going on 20, been together 30 years. (laughs) Oh, so cool. 14 years ago, I stood at an altar and I, I made vows to my wife. That was, um, In sickness and in health, Mm -hmm. whether rich or poor. Until death we part. Hundred percent. And I think sometimes there's some of us who would make those vows to another person in marriage, but we don't make the same type of vow to God in our relationship with Him. Here's why this life lesson is so important. The number one reason I see young people run away from God, walk away from faith, church, and a relationship with Jesus. The number one reason is they got into a relationship they never should have been in. Yep. Some stupid boy or some stupid girl drags them away from their relationship with God. If I had to if I had to say a second, I would say tragedy hits. Life happens. It presents you with questions that you don't have answers for. Things aren't good and somewhere along the way you believe the lie that living a life for God is just going to be peaches and cream and rainbows and butterflies and when you say yes to Jesus it comes equipped with your own personal unicorn but Jesus, Jesus said when you face trials of many kind don't, don't be discouraged I'm with you. When the, he said when the world hates you remember it hated me first I'm with you, I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you uh, he, Eric just read isaiah 41 i'm with you i'm not gonna leave you here's the thing i I hate to say this so many of us we're gonna walk through hell you're gonna walk through it with or without god i don't know about you but i want to be walking through everything in life with god because i know this that even when times are bad god is still good and ultimately all of the blessing and the answers and the healing will happen on the other side of eternity. Right. And one day we'll be up in heaven with Reggie, I do swimming. There'll be swimming pools. There'll be an ocean in heaven for sure, because I'm surfing. I am surfing the perfect wave that's going to barrel to my left for like 10,000 years. It's going to be so sick. We're going to play basketball. We're going to play football. And healing's on the other side of it. And we have that to look forward to. Um, We've had every night where whoever spoke closed in prayer. Tonight, Eric's not going to close us in prayer because in just a minute, he's actually going to lead us in worship. Because one of the things about Eric is that he's praised through the pain. He's worshiped in the midst of tragedy. And for some of you, you're walking through tragedy right now, and one of the best possible things that you could do is you can worship one of the best things that you could do is 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 because you're going through difficulty and your heart's lying to you you don't believe in god you don't trust him you don't have faith you're just going to remind your heart i trust in god he's my savior he's my messiah when i pray he hears me yeah but he didn't hear that prayer did he and that doubt creeps in and the enemy starts lying to you tonight seek God with everything and worship him no matter what you're going through but all of it it first starts with you seeking after a relationship with him God loved you so much that he put his own son on a cross for your sins so that no matter what you might walk through in life no matter what tragedy might hit you never have to walk through it alone and some of you don't have a relationship with God like that some of you are the ones that I talked about a little bit ago when Carlos shared his story You've been here at Bridge Youth week after week after week after week, but you've been here for all the wrong reasons. And tonight, you want to seek after God. This is your moment. This is your time. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? All over this place, if you would say, Pastor Corey, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Maybe some of you, you are are walking through the craziest storm. And as soon as Eric started sharing his story, you related to it. Maybe some of you have even lost loved ones. You've been face-to-face with tragedy. And you're saying, I, because of that, I, I've, I've abandoned faith, I've walked away, I've run run away, whatever it might be. You're saying, I wanna come back to God. Maybe some of you, you've not gone through tragedy like that, but like Carlos was talking about, you've not, you've not sat, sought after God, you've not chased after him, you've chased after everything else, and you're realizing how empty all of that is. And if tonight you're either of those, and you would say, I wanna give my life to Jesus, I wanna give my heart to God, I want relationship with him, I want forgiveness of my sins, I wanna know God and put all of my faith in him. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, I just want you to lift your hand and put it right back down. This is your moment. This is your time. Here we go. One, two, three, go. All over this place. You can put it right back down. So many hands just went in the air. Amazing. What we're going to do right now is we're going to pray. I'm going to give you these words. Just wrap your heart around these words right now. Everybody say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a Savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. And from this moment forward, I'm gonna follow you. No matter what happens, I'm gonna follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? Hey, before you start moving, Two things, two things are gonna happen right now. These prayer stations are open right now. We've got prayer teams on either side of this room that are ready to pray for you because some of you, like Eric have or are walking through stuff right now and you need prayer these are people of faith that are ready to join you and pray for you but we're also going to worship so without anybody distracting anybody would you stand to your feet would you head to the front if you want to head straight to the prayer stations head right on over there if you're ready to go get prayer everybody else nobody distracting anybody one of the things that i love about this man my friend eric um the, our, our thing is our thing's golf. We, we play golf together almost every single Friday morning. And we love it. And, and I've heard his story. He shared, he shared his life with me. He's become truly like a brother to me. And, and in the midst of everything he's walked through, all that he's seen and all that he's gone through, while he's, while he's had questions, God, why? God, Why? Really quick, anybody else ever ask God why? Anybody else ever have a moment where you're like, God, what are you doing? What's going on? Can I tell you, that's okay. We all go through that. But what I've never heard a moment, not even an ounce out of this man's mouth is, God must not be real. No, he's not real. He must be He must be. He must be fake, he must be gone, he must not be real. No, it's I don't understand and I don't get it and I'm hurting. And you saw as he started tearing up, but it's always, God, I might not understand, but I still know you're faithful. Even though times are bad, God, I still know you're good. And I think one of the keys is, this guy's a worshiper. And there's times when you're going through something, you need to make worship your warfare. You need to make worship the thing that, yes, you are just worshiping God. That's what it's all about. It's not about the person standing next to you. It's not about much of anything else. But once in a while, I think worship needs to be the devil seeing you, not backing down that he's thrown everything at you, and you're like, I don't care. Throw everything in the kitchen sink at me. Because if I can't run, then I'll walk, and if I can't walk, then I'll crawl. If I've only got one hand to lift, I'll just lift one hand. I'm gonna pray for you, and then Eric's gonna lead us in this song, and I want you to do this. If you are going through hardship, tragedy, Whatever it might be, our prayer stations are open at any time during the next two songs. You can move over to those prayer stations. There's a team with a badge on that's ready to pray with you. If you just want to write something down at the prayer station, throw it in the fence, you're more than welcome to do that. But whether it's for now because you're going through it and you need to worship through it, or whether it's a precedence that you're going to set that I will always worship God because even when times are bad, things are still good. Can we do this? Instead of raising two hands in honor of our brother Reggie, would you just raise one hand to the sky? God, I pray in Jesus' name that no matter whatever happens, God, that we would trust you, we would look to you, we'd lean into you. God, I pray in Jesus' name that, God, there would be a a faith in us, God, to seek you first no matter what happens. God, I love the way these two guys' story complement each other so well. God, that we would seek you first no matter what happens. We just declare right now devil it doesn't matter what you throw at us you might as well skip over and head to somebody else because it's not going to work on us we are going to follow you with everything we have God no matter what happens so God I pray for a supernatural strengthening of faith in every single person in this room tonight I Jesus name for anybody walking through tragedy for anybody who's experienced loss for anybody who's dealing with depression or anxiety or sickness for anybody with a family member in the hospital God I pray for miracles I pray for breakthrough i pray for you to take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good and i pray right now in jesus name a supernatural growing of faith in every single one of us in jesus name amen these prayer stations are open let's worship together come on
4: of you that you don't think God can get you through, I promise he can. I promise that any test you have, any story you have, anything wrong, that God will lead you through it.
5: I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust him. Why I trust him, I sought the Lord. Come on, let me hear you. He heard, he I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust him. That's why I trust him. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord. And he heard, and he answered That's why I trust him That's why I trust in God My spirit Brother Reggie was right here, right here with no legs, can't hear you, can't feel the beat. He would have his hand up, raising the God who has kept him alive, the God who has kept him going forward. The preacher, every single one of you guys, will let you know. You say, I trust you God, you
6: Carlos. Carlos, right over here. Bro, great job. Seriously. Great job tonight. Even before, even before Carlos said a word on stage, I knew that I was doing conclusion at the very end, and I really felt like the Holy Spirit just said within that moment, don't judge the destination by the journey. And as I was hearing what Carlos was saying, and especially what Eric was saying, that thought just resonated more and more in my mind and in my spirit. Because because when you really think about it, it makes total sense, even in just the practical side of things, right? Whenever Miranda and I go to Disneyland, it is guaranteed that we will hit traffic every time. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? But here's the thing, I'm not gonna judge the destination of getting to Disneyland by the traffic that I'm in right now. I don't just turn around and say, oh man, trip's ruined because we're in traffic. This isn't worth it anymore. We shouldn't go forward anymore. Can I just let you know that your relationship with God is the destination. And even though the journey might take turns, just like what Carlos was saying, even though there's expectations, there's things that happen that you didn't see along the way, keep on seeking after what God has for you because the destination is better than where you are right now with what Eric was saying. Man, through heartbreak, through unforeseen circumstances, Eric said, you know what? even though life might be unfaithful to me, I know that God is never unfaithful to me. I know that he will see me through. Do not stop going just because the journey ahead of you looks rough because God is faithful. He who started a good work in you is faithful to see you through. The author and the finisher of your faith is Jesus. If he started it, he's gonna finish it. He's gonna get you through it. And so when you hear both of those stories, you can say, man, whatever sort of situation I'm going through tonight, I know that God is faithful to see me through. I'm not gonna turn back. I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna judge my God. Based off of the journey, I'm gonna get to where he wants me to be. Hey, one more time, collectively as a family, can we make some noise for Carlos and for Eric as they share their story? Man, what an amazing night. And also, let's make some noise for all the people who gave their life to Jesus tonight. We celebrate alongside of you. All I can say is welcome to the family. I am now uh, a part of your family. I will be your big brother. Hello, hello. Um, and we want to help you along this journey of faith. And we want to do that through something that we like to call the next seven days. And how you get access to that, all you have to do is DM us on Instagram, at bridge, Y-T-H underscore. Send us a DM saying next seven, and we will give you that resource to not only get you plugged in, but also to help you along the journey of faith that you are in. One more time, can we make a loud cheer for all the people who made the decision to follow Jesus tonight? All right, before we jump into our last worship song for the evening, two things, is that we have an amazing Bridge Women event happening this Friday. Starts at six, right, Amber? Starts at six. Six is when like the pre-party happens, ladies. So come through for six. Seven o'clock is when service happens. If you're not going yet, make plans to go. Invite a friend. All my fellows, all my fellows, say, "Yo, we need major help serving at Bridge Women Night." So feel free to see Alicia for VC training. We got Eric in the pit. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right. Last but not least. Wednesdays are not the only night that we have youth. We also have youth every single Sunday. This Sunday is gonna be a Sunday takeover. Feel free to come by at the 11.30 service as we take over main service to represent for youth. Are you guys ready for one last song of worship?
2: free, spirit alive, and freely moving, joy. Unspeakable has won my heart. Now I'm riding wild. Free spirit alive, yeah. really unspeakable has won my heart.
3: Now I'm running, walk about, I can feel it.